0: Real quick, yeah. What would surprise a foreigner coming to China to Just- see. <laughs> chicken oh yeah 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 well i think a lot of people maybe have heard of it right at least and chicken feet what's less common but i still see it sometimes is pig feet i heard from nanjing folks that duck is theirs and and i was like yeah but beijing's symbol is the duck what's your symbol they said it's the duck and i was like oh wow it's a Guihua duck wow. it's a different duck <laughs> some there's some com- so competition nanjing- for ducks there of course so
1: the- <laughs> okay the world is going to end okay it's, so the, the world is going to disappear tomorrow and you have to see something that you didn't know about china can yeah. i say the high techs zone- in Shenzhen.
0: Yeah. You're on an airplane. It has to <laughs> land somewhere. Where is it going to land? Welcome to The Bridge. Fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Welcome to The Bridge. My name is Jason Smith, and today with me is Alex Sure. Hello.
1: Hello everybody. Hello Jason. This is Alex. <laughs> A new set of
0: articles in May on UK's The Times explain why it is now time to take that trip to China. Tourists no longer need COVID tests and travel visas are easier than ever to get. It's time to skip to the other side of the planet for an out of this world adventure. I'm sure it's been that way for me. We give you the tips you'll need to fill your Instagram with pics to make your Mm. friends green with envy. Jason has been
1: loving it too much.
0: (laughs) You know, hey, I mean, if you're going to go around the world and all your friends say, to hypothetically say you're lo- from London, right? Okay, so all your friends are from London and when you show each other pictures of you at the cafe in London, everyone's like, oh, okay, and then everyone goes to Spain so you're showing pictures of Spain and everyone's like, oh, but hey, you go to China. Your like, Instagram what? is... People are going to be like, "Wow, like, 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 this is your big chance, guys.
1: <laughs> I know because you're going to see people, you're going to first off be in a place where most people around you don't look like you. Right. Um, right. And you're going to be, I'm pretty sure... When you're in a different place where the language is in your primary language, even if you do speak a little bit Chinese. The look on your face will look different. So when people look at the pictures, they can tell you have that excitement of being in an unknown environment.
0: Right. I mean, I'm also thinking just in terms of Instagram, right? Where Mm. you go, like that, you've never you've been to the pyramids, right? You stand in front of the pyramids. Everyone, you know, is going to like that picture. You go stand in front of the Great Wall. Everyone, you know, is going to like that picture. Yeah. You know, these are those big, massive places that people have to visit around the world. And this is your big chance. So the COVID tests are over. You don't need a COVID test before you fly and you don't need a COVID test. When you land You don't need to land In a special city You just get A regular visa You fly to the place In China you want to go You're on your vacation That's it
1: Yeah pretty much And we're trying To get you prepared For having a good time If you want to come here Which is almost guaranteed I've very rarely Heard people Who came here to travel Be like eh That was okay
0: All right, we gotta ask you A question Alex Okay It may seem familiar Okay Okay, let's see (laughs) If you have one week In China Where are you gonna go
1: Oh my god uh one week okay i'm a strong beijing advocate please come to beijing and see mm-hmm. the Forbidden city and the great wall and then um if you're someone into like historic events old things i know there are a lot, like other european countries that have like ancient architecture and stuff but in china we have these little towns that are still kept the way mm-hmm. they have been for the past 400 years and mm-hmm. people still live in those little towns but they're open to tourists mm-hmm. and all the facilities are there but it's so quiet and different and especially if you go from beijing or shanghai or shenzhen or any of these big cities to those little towns and just the idea of two places like that exist in the same country is going to be quite intriguing for someone who's never been here and in those little towns to probably have their like you know ancient like their local traditional food and the fun things that you can food. do and they just interesting streets to walk around and that will give you, you know, that's another two days okay i have three days left I, <laughs> am i given three options three places to go
0: if, if you want to it, it's up to you it's your trip you're planning
1: okay if it's my trip my planning okay then um after the little ancient town okay let's say you're a movie fan you're a big movie buff then you have to go to Sichuan province Mm. to see where avatar was shot you know, mm-hmm. all of that mountains. I've, I haven't been there because I heard it was quite a hike mm-hmm. and I'm a little lazy. So there's an elevator now. There's like a elevator. <laughs> that takes you, that takes yeah, you up yeah. to the mountain. OK, not, not even
0: on. one of those like a uh, car, you know, those like at the uh, cable cars, cable cars. Right. Yeah. It's a straight up elevator just brings you to the top of the mountain. I think it costs like 50 or 80 quay. Right. And, oh, then so cyber the, and then you're there and you just look around, take pictures. Ta-da. Done. Elevator down.
1: See, that's so that's so cyberpunkish for me. Like, mm. you know, this this completely nature made scenery and then there's an elevator that shoots you up to the top <laughs> of the mountain. Um, if you have time left or have energy left or if you don't want to go on that hike and see the cyberpunk super cyberpunky elevator, I would say go to Sanya. I know a lot of people, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Hainan province, go to yeah. beach town because people don't think. First off, if you start in Beijing or if you start in any older cities up in the north, um, especially if it's a month where it's not too hot, you're like, oh, this is China. This is China. Then you go to Sanya, go to Hainan province. You're like, why is there a hawaii and china <laughs> it's so much further down south and it's basically it's basically just like hawaii and then it's not just like you know commercial beach now there's like a lot of uh surfing beaches like surfing mm. little little surfing towns and people just go and you've been and just chill out twice is that right i've been there for a total of three times
0: three times wow
1: yeah but this time was the only time that i felt like i was actually touring i was actually having fun as a tourist last time i went there with a with a dear musician friend who needed a break from the city life to write his new songs <laughs> and wow. we, just, we just yeah we just stayed indoor for most of the time and just Trying to get the, the inspiration going. So I didn't do a lot of touristy stuff.
0: That's a bizarre. You should write that as a short story.
1: I, musicians who need to be away from big cities Your to write.
0: story of traveling to one of the most beautiful tropical islands I in didn't the do world. Anything. And then sitting inside with someone who's moping around about writing <laughs> guitar songs. Like.
1: Pretty, pretty much. And he was, he was he's a very, very dear friend of mine. And he it was it was funny because he was really having a, a musician's block, if you could call it that. Mm. And um, he was like Like, let's go to Sanyan. I need I just need a week away and to be somewhere somewhere else that's different. We get there and then immediately he realizes as we get to the hotel, he's like, oh, my God, I forgot my MIDI keyboard, which is the only thing that he would need to to compose." I'm sure you can get get one, right? There's got to be a mall. Yeah, we we cab it to the to the center of the city, which is a little bit farther away. It's just the weather and the whole vibe of the place.
0: Well, you know, I want to give some tips to. I'm similar tips to you. I would say big city, middle sized city, small city. Yeah. If you only have a week or two, yeah, go to Beijing or Shanghai or both. If if you're gonna, you don't get to do a lot in in either of them if you do that. So if you come to Beijing, just Great Wall and Google, sorry, Forbidden City, and then Shanghai Bund, you're done because. Uh, or you could go to Shanghai and some cool stuff and hang around for a few days in yeah. Beijing the same thing there's tons of cool stuff like Nanlu Gusheng or whatever yeah. Guan White Cloud Temple but if you're gonna only see one you know you get a couple more days but I mean yeah. mid-sized city so I would go to like Qingdao or Wuhan or, or Chengdu or some yeah. s- you know second tier city I think technically they're first tier cities now I think the tier system is changing yeah but was then a recent update <laughs> I want to copy Alex's first recommendation and say go to one of those small towns like oh, in Huangling so or like Dali or wherever, where it's just like all traditional Chinese from like the Qing dynasty or something.
1: Yeah. Check
0: that out. Those experiences can't be over. If you have more time, obviously just go see as much stuff as you can, because every part of China, I mean, China's huge. China's the size of like the United States, you know, the continental United States. So if you're going to travel around in China, you're going to see different things everywhere. There are deserts and rainforests and huge cyberpunk cities and like... I mean, Chongqing, I'm going to Chengdu, Chongqing, uh, a couple other places. I'm going to Tibet. So many different places that I'm traveling all over China. Oh, I'm
1: jealous. You're going I'm to trying- more places than I am. Well, I'm trying to finish
0: China. I mean, not finish, but, you know, I'm trying to hit every single province of China mm. for at least like 48 to 72 hours minimum, some places longer. Like I was in Xinjiang eight days. That's but a great I wanna, cause. Yeah, I want to just, I want you know, people in the U.S. do this. People in the U.S. that go to all 48 states, maybe all 50. I want to do that for China. I want to go to every province, every... autonomous region every single place it's actually hard it's not just fun of course it's fun and hard but you know i i'm seeing a lot every place is unique yeah you're listening to the bridge
1: i didn't have a lot of ideas about traveling when i was a lot younger especially Mm. when i was in college or or in grad school i was just going to places and and see what i can do and of course get the food which we have to talk about later but um later on right now for example i started to i got into i started working in film i started working in you know kind of like art related stuff and then um i dance salsa as we all know and then i do stand-up comedy so when i go to a new city I would try to find if there's events that oh. are of my interest. And if you are into anything that's like just generally art related, you are at a much higher chance uh, if you travel to China and any of the cities that we just talk about. The big cities, you can find great exhibitions. If you come to Beijing, there is a 798 yeah, Art District
0: tons of art
1: so many yeah and then you might even see like you know touring artists that you really like that are not like homegrown that's not Chinese or or Asian but they happen to be doing stuff here look it up always and then if you're a dancer like me find look out look up like dance party information and if you are really an arts or art buff I think I'm coining that word but um, the one of the small cities that we just talked about the ancient towns in Pingyao city in Shanxi province mm-hmm. they have constant film festivals going on it's either film festival or they have the drama festival or mm-hmm. different kind of exhibitions and these are national or even international level events if you go during when those events, and ha- events are happening you're going to meet a lot of interesting young artists in China and then even people like artists from around the world and then you'll see great showings exhibitions and you'll have an amazing time that you probably probably wouldn't have expected and same thing with um this one little town that i don't know if you have been there i think you have and i have a problem saying its name in english it's called Aranya. ranya and uh, yeah i don't know if you've been there it's, it's this beach Area in Hebei province that has been turned into just a kind of a, a vacation spot. And it's just art and vacation like combined together all year mm. round. Anytime during the year you go, there's going to be some events going on there. And it's on the beach and it's beautiful. We had an ocean view hotel room last time we went. It was such a good time. You know,
0: that's that does sound fun. I real I'm realizing, um, we, I didn't travel a lot when I was younger because I didn't mm. have the money to do it. I only really started to travel in my 30s. Like, I outside of the United States and Canada, right? So I actually remember my first couple times flying to another country and I remember yeah. being very confused about what to do. So I'd like to just take a couple minutes to talk to the people who are not at our level of traveling. Mm. Um, so, hey- <laughs> At your number- level of travel. <laughs> right. So, it, well, I mean, go get a passport. <laughs> so <laughs> that, you know, if you're in the United States, that means going to like the DMV usually or, or some local, you can Google it. Sometimes you can go to the Post office you apply for it you can apply for it in the mail if you apply for it in the mail it might take a few weeks to come if you go to the dmv you might be able to mm-hmm. get it in a week or two it doesn't cost that much it's usually like 25 or 50 bucks depending on the state you're in you just pay for a passport now you have a passport that if you get the big one you should get the big one i think they don't even make the small one anymore mm-hmm. you'll be able to travel for like eight or ten years so mm. internationally to other countries and you now yeah. you what you need to do and i know this you know to you and me this seems obvious but to a lot of people <laughs> it's not you need a visa a visa is a is a piece of paper that another country puts inside your passport so what you need to do is go online to the country that you're planning on traveling in this case china and apply for a visa and usually they'll approve you there's usually not a lot of fuss about not getting approved yeah and then you show up at your local chinese embassy or consulate in the United States, which is usually in the next big city. Like for me, that was going to San Francisco or for a lot of people might be Los Angeles or New York or whatever. And then she could be Chicago. There's a ton of them. Mm -hmm. Then you go there and you bring your passport in and they will put the visa in. And that may take 24 hours. You may have to drop it off and pick it up later that day or drop it off and pick it up the next day. Now you have a visa in your passport. You have permission to go to that country. And it usually has the dates for like this two month period. You're allowed to travel for two weeks or a month or whatever. Or however mm. long you apply there are different kinds of visas then you go to China. then you buy your plane ticket yeah and then you fly to china that's it when you arrive they check you they look at your face they look at your thing <laughs> they give you a stamp you, you go in that's it Two
1: seconds yeah
0: that's it you're done so that's the process by which you get to china it's not really that complicated but a lot of people don't know to take those steps
1: Probably not uh as common, but I know there are people who have traveled around quite often to countries where they don't need a visa. For example, if you have an American sure. passport, they have been to a lot of places like Europe or whatever. They they get used to the idea of just taking their passport the and up. go, right? So right. when you tell them that you need to get a visa, they were like, Oh my god, that's so hard. It's really not that hard. It's really it's not, not that, that complicated <laughs> at all. So get that yeah. idea out of your mind because, it's a
0: website and it'll fill out a form.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, like, you know, it's actually kind of fun. I don't know, getting a visa Honestly, is kind of fun.
0: If you can't go to a website and apply for a visa, how do you pay your credit card? It's the same thing. You just go online and fill out a it's form. It's so much
1: better than your credit card. Trust Gosh.
0: me. <laughs> for a lot of people, they've wanted to travel to China for a lot of years. And this is your big chance. I do want to talk about food. Oh, my God. So I don't want to go too in depth about it. But let's say which cities or regions <laughs> would you say, Alex, are known for what foods?
1: Um, okay, I know that people, I am from the North, and mm-hmm. I used to get mad at people for saying, oh my God, the, like the North doesn't have good food. I used what? to get. I never yeah, heard. A that. lot of people say that. Just at, like, Dongbei. I'm just, kidding. I, ooh, just joking. Ouch. Ooh, ow, ow, ow. Um, <laughs> I'm going to find Jason. I'm going to hunt mm. him down. <laughs> no, um, but I will say, I traveled to Guangxi last year, two years ago, mm-hmm. and I had their local food, and I was blown away by oh. the kind of the taste palette, like how these flavors could be together mm. and it tastes so amazing. I've never had those flavors before and I got into this whole exploration of that kind of, you know, the general like southwest cuisine. So I think if you're someone from the <laughs> if you're someone from the United States or UK, I'm just saying, I'm not saying they don't have good food there, but I what? think I think the I think the I'm just th- I'm just saying I think the flavor like combo is going to be very overwhelming in a good way for people if you're even from those places because I know that if you're from Southeast Asia you probably have had a lot of different flavors as hmm. well and if you're someone from there I would say go to somewhere different go to like go to Dongbei go to my hometown because it's it's more about what the food itself tastes like with kind of that sounds like a
0: very long defense of Dongbei food
1: way of seasoning is it like, I bring. <laughs> it back and bring it back okay okay, okay what's okay. the way if
0: you go to dong bay let's just ask this so to make it simpler yeah you, you show up in dong bay and what are you going to order
1: we have I can't speak for the entire Dongbei. Entire Dongbei, everything barbecue is okay. It's, it barbecue. should be fine, right? In my hometown in Changchun, we have this very specific way of making like the pork spine or the bones, hmm. and it's it's stewed in a very specific way, and it's so simple. It's nothing secret. But the, the only secret is you have to put it in a giant. You have to make a huge uh, portion of it for that to taste like the way it is. And so you have to go there and eat that, and then. Like Changchun or Jilin province is known for Korean food, funny enough, because we have a large population of Korean uh, ethnic minority groups living in in Mm. Dongbei. So Mm. Korean, there's some subtle differences between Chinese, like Korean group food and actual Korean food, but you know, really good cold noodles, really good, all kinds of things, kimchi. I always find cold noodles shocking. I just can't,
0: my mind can't process. As an American, the idea of cold noodles is just so bizarre. You're listening to The Bridge. I want to t- point out a couple of food. I just okay. want to do the basics because I don't want to assume our listeners know too much. So, you know, you're in Wuhan. You got your rug mian, which is amazing. It's like hot, a, dry noodles. Yeah, noodles. it's delicious. Oh, my gosh. It yeah. Even, OK. And then you got Sichuan. You got your spicy food. Chongqing, same thing. It's also kind of Sichuan. And you get spicy food. You got spicy hot pot and spicy noodles. Apparently, that's the kind of numbing spicy that like blows you away. I'm excited about that. In a couple of weeks, I'll be trying. Oh, it. I'll be so jealous. And then I went to Xinjiang. Xinjiang has the big... Oh, my chuar, God. Like yes, big hunks of meat. So you have like shish kebab or barbecue. I can't even remember the name. Mm. And it's just covered, just tons and tons and tons of meat. You go to a Hohat or like, a, you know, Inner Mongolia, you got yeah. lots of lamb. So lots of lamb-related dishes. So very lamb. And in Shanghai, you have your what is it? A uh, soup jiaoza,
1: steamed buns with a. Uh, well, Shanghai is actually known for the kind of the pan-fried uh, steamed buns. Mm. And then you. Well, they have to, soup inside. Shanghai is not known for that's that's like not. That's what Bebe says. So, oh, oh, you two ooh, need to debate. Yeah, we need to. So the have the soup dumplings is actually more of a like the overall general area kind of thing. It's not oh, a Shanghai see, specific. But Shanghai the pan-fried thing is Shanghai signature. Um, because that's so perfect for for breakfast and stuff
0: and then down south in guangdong and hong kong you have dim sum well dim sum <laughs> but you also you know i like the western like eastern mix in hong kong because you can go into like um i i did this every day i tried it the first breakfast i had was like ramen noodles with sausages and eggs in it oh, and i was perfect. and i was like who what genius did this and then like I couldn't stop going every breakfast I had to get up and go to the same place. And it was like a diner, yeah. you know, like a Denny's or something. But it was like with ramen noodles as the carbohydrate. And it was like a couple of eggs sunny side up on top of with a couple of really good, you know, sausages in ramen noodles and i was just like oh my god that's why
1: we that's why when i was living in the states i was like my friend was like oh if you're broke you just eat ramen noodles i'm like no we eat ramen noodles because they taste great and they're like how is it how is it good and i cooked ramen noodles one day and he gave up his dinner that he already ordered and he asked me to make him another pack because i put i put two eggs in it um and we had like sausages too and he was like what i'm like that changes everything i was like how have you been eating ramen he's like i don't just dump everything in water. I'm like, "Oh god, real quick. Yeah.
0: What would surprise a foreigner coming to China?" What, you know, a few things. Feet. To see <laughs> chicken oh yeah 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 well i think a lot of people maybe have heard of it right at least and yeah, chicken feet what's less common but i still see it sometimes is pig feet
1: oh it's not that it's pretty common actually like people love it and especially a lot of girls love eating pig feet because hearsay it's not i don't think there's any scientific truth to it but people believe that eating pig feet gives you like more collagen or whatever to make your skin look younger.
0: i'm so having pig feet now <laughs> <laughs> well i guess the other thing are I think people are very 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 friendly like a small town in America
1: oh always always
0: that's, that's my feeling or you met someone who feels somewhat differently
1: yeah that, right? but yeah exactly that's what the thing that's what Jason is saying people are really really nice but there's a but to it the way they show their niceness is not your usual kind of seeing strangers on the street and they'll just nod and smile to you kind of nice that you see more often for example in the states or in, in the UK or wherever mm-hmm. right people if they don't know you yet they'll probably not really just immediately be like, hello, hi. If they do that, they probably want to sell you something, okay? That's not true. (laughs) Joking. Well, you have been here for a while and you're nicer to people and you don't have that guard up to begin with, right? If you come here with kind of your guard up and not thinking people are nice in the first place, I was talking to this gentleman who's been here for um, I think almost two months and he was just like, I hate the city. Like, the city is so depressing to me. I was like, oh, wow, that's a big statement. Why? He's like, because people look at me. I go out first off, he because of his job, he lives on the very outskirt of the city. He doesn't live in the center of the city where there are a lot of people. So where he is staying currently probably doesn't have a lot of foreigners just going in and out every day. And so he says people look at him when he goes out of his door and they just look at him like he's an idiot or like he is some kind of freak. (laughs) That's the word he used. And I'm like, okay, that's 90 percent all in your mind, you know, because you
0: don't. That's culture shock. That's absolutely culture shock of culture shock. But you
1: have to open up your mind to get over it. If you yeah, don't, yeah, it's yeah. going to stay that way for yeah, a if long If you time.
0: leave a next state, you're going to always feel that way. You're gonna but hate if you just stay city. a little longer, you're going to love you're going to love it because that's not how it is. Now, I've lived here 11 years. I know a ton of foreigners who live here and that's not how it is. That is he's set up like how it is and he's attracting that in his mind.
1: I, exactly. That's the energy that you are giving off and that's the energy you're go- you're you're attracting and, and we're not saying that you will you need to get into this whole high how we, how Chinese people interact with each with each other immediately without any process of adapting right, to yeah. it. But most of the time, when they look at you, here's the, here's the truth. I think you, this is a, a definite truth that most of the time, when people stare at you, if you're a foreigner uh, traveling in China, or even if you've been here for a while, you're probably like the second foreign person that they've ever seen in their life. Right. Even so for, it's like,
0: wow, look at that. There's just
1: like, it's. It's. <laughs> I think it's is human. That real. It's human instinct. It's just like, okay, well, I don't know them. Even if like you are living in sort of the center of a big city hmm. chances are people you work with won't look at you that way of course people that you hang out with won't look at you in that way at all but strangers you you just can't guarantee and then honestly you walk by we walk by like what 500 strangers at any given hour probably and hmm. if five of them look at you like you that... walk fast <laughs> no jason i just go to busy areas uh-uh. <laughs> you know
0: you're listening to the bridge what you put into your environment you're going to get out of your environment and i don't know exactly. you know i have been in china so long i, I can't say uh, in any country but definitely in china if you're smiling mm-hmm. and walking around and you're engaging with people in a positive way people are going to smile and engage with you in a positive way that's my experience yeah Every single day I go bother people on the street because <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a bothersome person.
1: You're the annoying why everybody's complaining about just has, having to talk to everybody. <laughs> OK, so I came
0: upon these five men uh-huh. in the park, I don't know, four or five days ago. Mm. It was Saturday last week. I was going for my walk in the park and I heard this really big cow cow. Oh. And so I oh OK, those so guys with the, the whips, they have these metal whips. They're whipping a metal spinning top. So I was like, they're in a special place, which is behind these trees for the volume control and there's a wall there. So I run around the corner with my phone ready to record and like they stop, right? (laughs) They're like, oh, there's a foreigner here and they're all, oh, look. Hey, Nikan, Nikan, Lawai. And then so they all stopped doing their thing and their tops went over and I'm like, uh oh, they're not going to do it. But then they were like, let's put on a show. You could see them all kind of like prepare and then they all
1: started whipping the hell out of them. (laughs) They love doing that. If they're doing group activities and they see foreigners walk by, they're like, all right, let's show them what we've got.
0: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, they really put on a huge show of whipping the th- those tops didn't know what was coming. <laughs> <laughs> So I got some great footage from my Instagram of these these old retiree men uh-huh. basically just going about their daily hobby. And so I find if I'm smiling and I'm engaging, I want to. And people are totally engaged with me. I get people who say hello. You know, I read this. This is this frustrates me. I read on a website where these foreigners were talking to each other. It was like a textual kind of interview. Mm. They were being annoyed by the fact that people say hello in English to them. And I was like, what are you talking? talking about. This is something that bugs you. When I'm walking around <laughs> and people say, hello, I will stop. And I will be like, hello. And they're <laughs> usually like, where are you from? And I'll be like, I'm from America. Where are you from? And they're like, I am from China. And I'm like, I mean, where are you from? And they're, you know, eventually I get them to give me their hometown, which is oftentimes Beijing. But you know, if you're engaged, if you're happy, if you're ready to be part of what's going on here, people are going to be engaged and happy with you. So I have a feeling that your friend May have just some hangups that are holding him back.
1: I completely agree. And then I strongly believe that uh, you decide what environment you're going to be in and you're going to see things, you're going to encounter things that you think about. If you think negative, I'm sorry, it's mostly going to be negative. And even if they're not, because you get to decide what it is.
0: It's like two Instagrams (laughs) because I get those messages all the time. By the way, Instagram, because as long as we're talking about Instagram, sometimes you're curious because you see something weird and you click on it. Instagram, that doesn't mean that I want to see that every day now. Oh, my God. Just because I clicked on something one time does not mean I'm interested in that thing. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay. so moving on. This is from a website. This is like what you must see in China kind of website. Mm. Okay, this is from The Times. Best things to do in China. So I agree and don't agree. So number one is the wall. It is one of the seven wonders of the world. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I honestly think (laughs) I think if you really want to go to see something amazing in China, not Beijing, in China, just go to Xi'an and just be there. True, true, true. Probably as cool or cooler than the the Great Wall. If you had to go to Mm. one single Place in all of China You can't say two things, Alex You can't say this or that No, 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 no One thing in China Where would you go?
1: Um... Oh, that's a, that's, that question is too hard.
0: No complex answers. It could be this. If you're interested in that, it could be that. No, no, no. One thing. <laughs> One thing,
1: Alex. Oh, my Scher. God. My mind is exploding. Oh, my God. It's getting worse by the second. The more I try to simplify it.
0: She's always nuanced. I've ruined her ability to be nuanced. Wait,
1: downtown Xi'an, not the... not okay, the. Ter- I, will
0: say, say, I will say Xi'an. I will say, you just go downtown Xi'an. Done. But, you
1: know, yeah. okay. I want to explain. I know you want to... You're know, the old city. It's a simple answer, but I want to explain why it's hard for me to pick something. No, no,
0: not the terracotta word. Years. No, no, no. Downtown Xi'an, just like.
1: Oh, God. Xi'an, the old capital. Um, that. I can't give a simple answer.
0: Uh oh. Uh oh. Okay, first give me your simple answer. Then we'll pause and we'll let you give a
1: uh-
0: Oh, come on. Okay, the world uh, is going to end unless someone sees the coolest me. thing in China. What is it?
1: Um, okay, the world is going to end, okay? <laughs> so the, the world is going to disappear tomorrow and you have to see something that you didn't know about China. Can yeah. I say the high tech zone in Shenzhen?
0: Yeah. You're on an airplane. It has to land somewhere. Where is it going to land? <laughs>
1: Look, if you're going to, if the world is ending tomorrow and there's something that you never thought of. And
0: wow, that is not what I would have thought. OK, sure. Go ahead. Just justify that answer, Alex. Sure. I would
1: imagine you want to know that before everybody, everything disappears in this world. Look at all this right? great
0: technology as the world's ending. <laughs> so, okay. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So this has like automatic vehicles and stuff you can just jump in and there's a cool like college campus like environment that in like. So it's Silicon Valley of China is what you're talking
1: yeah, about. Yeah, sort of. The, the big bay area where there's yeah. so many, like I saw pictures of Guangzhou City. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend went there and took a picture. I was like, oh, my God, the amount of skyscrapers there. I, I thought it was New York for a second. Mm-hmm. And it was a very high density of really nice buildings. And apparently in there, there's all of these big tech companies and uh, uh, great startups. And then Shenzhen as well. Um, a lot of technologies coming out of there that people, you know, the rest of the world doesn't really recognize, but it can't change the reality mm-hmm. what's going on. And so if you didn't know that, because everybody else in the world knows about these ancient, uh, you know, culture, heritage, yeah, yeah. Um, ancient relics and, and these things. Good point. But a lot of people didn't know what China is about today. And then if you want to, if we all have to leave this world. Oh, my God, that was such a hard answer for me to get.
0: <laughs> okay. So, you know, you actually remind me, Summer and I, my wife and I, we were uh, up late last night. We were booking our tickets to Chongqing. Mm. And I've seen kind of videos like on TikTok and, and Instagram and like other places where it's like, wow, that's really cool. Mm. but. We were looking at sky views, trying to decide what hotel to stay in. And I swear to God, it was like looking at 10 Manhattans at the same time. It was insane. I can't believe this place is real. I had no idea Chongqing was so well-developed. It makes New York look like a small town. You
1: know what's a good word for Chongqing? We keep uh, talking about this. That Chongqing is very cyberpunk. Because mm. it's mm. it's got the mountains is very much like nature. And it's got the, the kind of like the old style architecture that's built on mountain and down the mountain at the hill of the mountain stuff. And then a train goes into the mountain across these buildings. It's so like all perfectly mixed together and all of that. So,
0: yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to be there in about three weeks or so. Yeah, three weeks.
1: I'm very jealous. And how are you? How good are you with spicy food? I'm,
0: gr- I'm good with spicy food, but I also know the trick is not vinegar, it's yogurt. So there's that. There's the age and
1: wisdom. Many hard days on the toilet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Alex, let's let's go back so we can get Alex's normal nuanced answer. What's the best place in China? And you can have two or three.
1: <laughs> okay, I would say- <laughs>
0: You gotta go to one place, but there's three options. Mm,
1: you know, because <laughs> just because of a very unique landscape. And then personally, Guilin, the yeah. food that I had in Guilin was just so different from everything else that I've had before Mm -hmm. and I didn't I never expected that kind of uh, you know uh you know the the kind of the flavor palette together, mm-hmm. and then it's very chill. It's very beautiful. It's very very affordable, and Lijiang is is pretty. Yangshuo is mm-hmm. right there, so it's a good place to go for a good vacation. And then I would also say mm-hmm. go to go to any of the Dongbei city just because of the people there, because it's so it's such a different way of interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've already used two, or go to Harbin for the ice festival for Jason and I. Because
0: I'm going this winter, no matter what, no one's going to stop me. If summer says no, she's (laughs) going to wake up one day and I'll just be gone. (laughs) Oh, I thought you said she's
1: going to wake up and she will be in Harbin already. That's kidnapping. (laughs) <laughs> and then I would say go to uh, go to Xiamen maybe and visit yeah. that the little island that we were on called Gulangyu. It's very much Chinese, but it's the beginning of a lot of modernization of what China is today. For example, the first hospital, the first idea of a modern hospital, is built on Gulangyu, and it has a lot of like the, the buildings are kind of old, but it's very mixed style. It's a great great fusion between Chinese style and Western style. Uh, really affordable food, and the, it's walkable it's you know the whole island is walkable again you can just walk around for a whole day and then there's a beach that you can play there uh, you can play on and there's places where you can stand there and just watch the ocean and appreciate it Whew, there are three places sounds great oh, yeah.
0: you're listening to the bridge On this list after the Great Wall, it says number two, and I'd really disagree with this. And I know I'm going to get some flack from some people. Sip fragrant teas. I'm sorry. I've lived in China 11 years. I never got into the tea thing. I do like <gasps> Hong Kong style tea where they have the lemons okay, in it and okay. the lemon juice and the ice, and it's like a little too sweet. That tea is like to die for. <laughs> but just like the whole old school tea process where they wash the cup and give you the cup, and it's like you have a thimble of tea. I'm sorry.
1: I'm not into oh, it. Oh, okay. Well, um- well for those of for people who haven't gotten into it okay I will I will say I don't know a lot of foreigners who do just drink tea like we do mm. like a straight just tea leaves in water without added stuff it's definitely And acquired taste because I could be wrong, but you know I don't know that much about tea culture in the UK. But I think people mostly drink Earl Grey or or Lady Grey, whatever, and those are tea flavors Mm. that are stronger. It's for me, it's not really, it's not really fragrant. But Chinese tea, because we have green tea, we have white tea, um, we have like oolong tea, and the way we make it, it does bring out the fragrance and the layers of taste of it. You do need to sit down and just be very patient with the process. Oh, gosh, patience. So, <laughs> Jesus, like <laughs> Okay,
0: so I, I was in Jingdezhen, and it's one of the homes of tea, and we got to go to the tea fields. Mm. And I want to say this to a lot of people listening, because they may not understand this, and I only learned this this year because I was I had this opportunity and I went there to like learn about tea. And when I got there I was like, "Oh okay, which kinds of tea are this and which kinds of tea are that?" With all my ignorance and they're like, "No, no, no. There's one kind of tea. There's there are different varieties of tea, but that's not where these different varieties of tea come from. Mm. Most of the varieties that are actually tea tea, not just flowers tea, are actually all from the same plant. They're just processed differently to create, you know, black tea, green tea, oolong tea, all these different versions of tea Mm. are from the same plant, Mm. but it's how long they've dried, how long they've fermented, how long that, uh, how they've been, that's made them. Unique and different. But uh, yeah. we were actually at the point where they had just finished the harvest, mm. but they were still some places you could harvest. So we were walking around and everything smelled like tea. Isn't that an amazing feeling? Sure. If admit my bias. If I was in a field <laughs> of coffee, I would have been in my elements. <laughs> you,
1: you would be very excited.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Number three is basically, it says wander through a time warp town. Now it has their own specific one, but I think both Alex and I agree. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah those are really yes. cool cool towns to go to. I would personally for the one that I've been to that I liked the most was Huangling which is in um Jiangxi, which was really cool. Oh, yeah. um, wow! Number four, and I disagree with this. Explore epic rice terraces. Oh, what? How? I mean, if you've got months or something, sure. But really, your thought is you want to go to a farm? That's not what I be. I would be like more with Alex. Let's go see some cool high tech stuff because China is now the home of some of the most advanced technology in the world. Why not go see robots? You know, I
1: know, I know. But I understand why the, the author put it here though, because it's a very unique sure. uh, agricultural. I don't know. I don't think it's an invention, but it's beautiful if you do see the layers. Yeah, yeah,
0: they're pretty. Like on the sunset or something. Sure, sure, sure. Number five, discover a palace in the countryside. And it has a specific one in mind. It says Beijing's Summer Palace, which I think is uh, misleading because there are two.
1: Yeah the there, old summer so palace pe- yeah. please
0: yeah yeah there's old summer palace and the new summer palace uh, Yan ming and Yuan. what's the other one Yuan. that's right i've been to both several times one is ruins and one is rebuilt so you have that kind of like dichotomy very beautiful i think you should go to both both of them but but if you go to both that's your entire day because they're they're
1: huge. humongous oh my god huge.
0: But They're like temples everywhere, huge lakes. You can take a boat ride if it's in the summer, spring and fall. But in the winter, the lake is completely frozen over. And then you can skate. You get to hike around. <laughs> and you have Sujo Sujo Street, which is really cool. You can skate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if I was going to come and visit China, I would probably want to come in the spring or the fall. Those are the coolest times to come. Summer can be hot. A yeah. little too hot. And winter yeah. is cold. Unless you're in the south. If you're in the south <laughs> of China... All year round is cool. Maybe Wuhan, uh, the summers.
1: Oh, yeah. I've never <laughs> yeah. been to Wuhan in the summertime. Oh, my
0: gosh. They call it one of the ovens of China for a oh, reason. The, yeah. For
1: melting. Yeah, it's it's,
0: it's hot. Number six, mm. explore Beijing's Forbidden City. What do you think?
1: Absolutely. I wanted it. This is one of my answers earlier, right? But yeah. then I was like, here's the thing. If you are not into history, yeah, yeah. you won't see. You'll see, OK, great buildings. They look kind of cool. Yeah. But the fun of the Forbidden City, it is the I do agree with the keyword, the use of the keyword here, which is to explore. You have to walk around and you have to basically, OK, hmm. walk with the tour guide who tells you all the interesting historical facts, stories, mm. hearsays, what, whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then you have to walk around there by yourself. Maybe it's me, but it's a matter of looking at different even bricks on the floor and then different little scratches and different little. It's
0: one of those things that's epic in size. So it's like like um, Tiantan, right? It's it's just yeah, so much bigger than you really remember each time. Every time I go back to the temple of heaven, I am like, oh, wow, I forgot how big this place really is. And then after six months, months, I just see this little model of in my head and I'm like, ah, whatever. But then you go back and you're like, mm. wow, it's so big. <laughs> so like, that's what you get with the Forbidden City. Yeah. The Forbidden City is on this just super. And can you imagine it's like built like 700 years ago? And it's like one of these this structures that is on par with like Washington, D.C. It's just it's enormous, especially if you're including like all the surrounding areas like Tiananmen Square and Tianmen and all this stuff, yeah. the axis of Beijing. It's just not you couldn't do it in a day all all of the access of beijing would take days and days and days it's so big and it's been there for you know and forever, then there's
1: the main know? the main court in forbidden city where the uh, the royal court officials have to report into the emperor in in the old days and i'm always like how loud do you have to be for them to be able to hear yeah, you yeah yeah
0: okay number 7 is bund so that is like a bunch of old and colonial buildings in shanghai and then it's in behind and in, in back set. Mm. you have all of these modern and hyper postmodern kind of buildings also so you have like a mixture of chinese traditional architecture, European traditional architecture, and then modern architectural, mm. all on this river with boats going by, literally like, you know, ships, cargo ships and stuff, mm. all together with thousands of people. And like, it's it's quite, quite. Something.
1: We went to, we did a team building thing in Shanghai when the Singapore office came to visit. And then we did a boat tour on the Bund. We did a boat tour on the Huangpu River. And I said this very reluctantly, but I said, OK, fine. It's beautiful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever been to, I think, I don't I don't remember what it's called. I think it's called North Bund. Last time I was in Shanghai, I went to see a friend. So he gave me a specific location to meet him. And I'd never been to this part of the Bund before. Yeah, And it was like, so posh. It's like at the edge of the Bund, kind of off to the side a little bit in a, way, in a place I'd never knew that was there. It's kind of like a hidden corner for me. Because mm. I've been to Shanghai many times. And when I got there, no one was there but me. And I was just like, jaw dropped. OMG, it was so gorgeous. North Bun, huh? Because you're looking at the Bund kind, but it's a little far away, so that it becomes cartoonish looking almost. Uh-huh. And you're standing on all these little European-sized bridges that are just like walking bridges that are just barely arced over the water. Yeah. And they're like little boats going by, and there's all these beautiful, like old churches and things. And it's just insane looking.
1: Wow. I mean, I think we probably drove by it because we were on a on a cruise, but we didn't get to walk around that area but anyways it is it is very beautiful as a strong beijing advocate i will give shanghai that it is very beautiful (laughs) to go at night especially if you go at night and get on the boat tour the cruise i think is well worth the money
0: Uh, number eight is hangzhou I've never been to Hangzhou. So Hangzhou is beautiful. I heard that it was really beautiful. Number nine is what you wanted to say earlier. Terracotta Army. Yes. I've never been there. Me
1: neither. I I would love to go. But there's more. The bonus on that trip, if you go to see the Terracotta Warriors, is the food Mm -hmm. in the city in in Xi'an. Yeah. I
0: mean, also Xi'an is like uh, the old capital one of one of the many old capitals. Yes. So it's got like its own Forbidden City kind yeah. of thing. And it's also extremely beautiful. Every year at the gala, they show Xi'an's old capital and people dancing there. Every yeah. single year is one of the things. The Chinese New Year Gala is the biggest TV show on television every year. Yeah. I should put some context for people who haven't yeah, heard yeah. That before. And so when you're building up towards it, they're always showing the dancers getting ready and dancing and stuff mm. in Xi'an. Yeah. It's one of the things they always show every single year. you're listening to the bridge Number 10, it says hop between Shanghai skyscrapers. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think skyscrapers in Beijing might just be just as nice. Um, uh,
1: Sure. Shanghai's got some high rises. Oh, but... This must have been written by someone who lived in Shanghai
0: because number 11 is another thing in Shanghai, Tianzifang. I've never heard of it. I don't know what that is. Oh,
1: what? I'm glad. I'm not glad. Sorry. That's the wrong word. I am kind of surprised or shocked that Tianzifang even made yeah. it What's that? to the list. There's nothing wrong with Tianzifang. The phone, but it's just a, like a, a little area in Shanghai where it's just all older tiny buildings it's tiny alleys with a lot of businesses it's either little shops or, 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 or bar, like western bars and restaurants and stuff and it's just fun so to kind of more of a grid than the, than the, uh, a street mm-hmm. um, I mm-hmm. don't know I don't see how you're leaving the western world behind in Tianzifang number 12 yes it says
0: this is something that uh, Alex said earlier Guilin yeah. so this is Leeds Young National Park and apparently
1: <gasps> there's pandas. I did not know there were pandas, pandas in that park. Pandas. Okay, now when I go again, I have to yeah. try to see pandas.
0: pandas. Uh, Chengdu, pandas obviously, yeah. but Chengdu also has a mahjong tea, hot pot. Uh, pandas, spicy, <laughs> hot pot <food, laughs> hot, hot, spicy food, and it's also in a rainforest, yeah. so that is, so oxygen everywhere. Yeah. Number 14, we gotta move a little faster. Shop till you drop in Suzhou at the Spin Ceramics and Suzhou Cobblers in the French concession okay and I would say there are a lot of concessions like that in lots of different cities so you could go to Qingdao and see the old German concession area you could go to uh, Yantai and see the old German concession area yeah you could go to Wuhan and see the old British French and German concession area So if you're into like going and seeing old European architecture mixed in with Chinese architecture, like there were a lot of cities that Europe colonized over here, guys.
1: Yeah. And then if you're into (laughs) porcelain, you don't have to go to any concession. You can just go to Jingdezhen, which is a town that's just for porcelains.
0: Yeah. If you want to get the cheapest porcelain at the end of the highest quality, just go to Jingdezhen and boom, there was a street we went to at one point and I had already bought some or some gifts. So I was like, okay, I'm done. Mm. Like, right. I did my husbandly duty. Then they were like, we're going to this special street and it's not on the on our plan. I was like, okay, let's go, tourist group. Mm. And we showed up and there was like this never-ending road of porcelain shops. There must have been like a thousand porcelain shops on this street with cafes everywhere and it was just the lowest prices you want to get this giant vase it's like 40 quad mm. and it's handmade yeah 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 it was in- it was insane so yeah if you love porcelain just go to jing Jin and make sure that you have very good packaging on the way back home exactly um <laughs> 15 uh, 15- wacky architecture and it says the cctv tower oh,
1: and the national center for performing Arts. yeah
0: i love the cctv tower everyone makes fun of it i don't understand it does not look like pants <laughs> well,
1: it we looks, call it it looks big,
0: like some... we call it the big shorts jokingly yeah, yeah. i think it's, I it's gorgeous me. actually this building and i have a lot of history i learned about it in a course in 2001 or 2002 in a junior college course oh, wow. and i heard that it was going to be built then i moved to korea it it was already built. I came to see it. Yeah. And now I see it all the time. It is so beautiful. It is such an amazing piece of art. It's an architectural masterpiece. And then, yeah, the National Center for the Performing Arts. If you're in Beijing and you want to see symphony or opera, they have that or like musicals they i think what is it called wicked mm. tours through beijing and comes there like if you want to see like you know a theater you can go to the national center for mm. the performing arts the ncpa and they have all of that kind of stuff and they have multiple venues in the same giant it looks like a big
1: Egg, but when you go in it's massive i've seen a couple of shows there and it's a great viewing experience
0: well so uh number 16 rail revolution so yeah high speed rail is something you got to do it also says uh peking duck i heard from nanjing folks that duck is theirs and and i was like yeah but beijing's symbol is the duck what's your symbol they said it's the duck and i was like oh wow it's the guihua duck wow. it's a different duck <laughs> some there's some com- so nanjing- competition for ducks
1: there of course so there's the beijing roast uh beijing roast duck right and there's also nanjing roast duck but nanjing roast duck is a completely different cooking method. And it tastes, I'll say this, it tastes amazing, Jason. It tastes mm-hmm. wonderful. And then I, I just feel like duck is a popular dish in China as well. In um uh in Fujian area, they cook their duck with uh this specific kind of ginger, and it tastes amazing too. Mm-hmm. And then in my hometown in Dongbei area, we like to do we like to do this dish called the beer duck. Like you kind of just uh, pour beer on the duck, beer to the cooking. Here. <laughs> you ask the duck to drink the beer I, I, and then I, cook it. <laughs> so this
0: is Taiyao, which is imperial ancestral. I've been there like three times. I would say mm. not, no. If you're into the, like we're going to some really cool temple, go to White Cloud Temple instead. It's Way better. Or tanjisa is way better, also. Yeah. The, so, like, I would say Tai Miao is just like eh, but it's near everything. So, I understand why people who uh, have been in Beijing for shorter periods of time may. Made- mm. Pick that one because it's easier to find for people who don't know yeah. Beijing as well. But definitely uh Bayungguan is way
1: cooler. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You could get some really amazing pictures taken. Yeah. And then
0: uh, there. also people actually actively use it as a real Taoist temple. It is the head of all Taoism in China's main mainland. Mm. It's the head of the Chinese mm. Taoism aso- Association. And there are like hundreds of people praying there every single day. It's and it's it's just mm. gorgeous. And like, not only do you have all of the temples like you have in Taimiao, but you have all these different statues of gods and stuff. It's just... And people are really mm. active there. There's incense burning. It's like twice the size of the Lama Temple, which a lot of people like. Yeah. But it's not in the hip part of town, so people don't know it as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number 19 is wander through the hip alleys of Beijing. Hutongs. So Hutongs. Hutongs. Yeah, Hutongs. That's something I...
1: Yeah, we got quite a few different areas of Hutongs as well, and they all have their own signatures.
0: That's it on the list. Did, it, did we miss anything that you want to add? One more thing. One more thing, <laughs> Alex, one more really cool thing. What I don't do know why...
1: Eating char is not on this list.
0: Really? Oh, yeah. Food. There's no food on this list except tea. There's no
1: food. Oh, how my is there,
0: How can you how call make it? Through the whole episode, we didn't talk about food.
1: How can you call it? I mean, we did talk about the char but it's like yeah, yeah. it's such a massive talk. It's such an important part of a China experience. Like, how can you talk about China without talking about the kind of food that you're able yeah, to get yeah. anyone? I don't care what your taste palate is. I don't care what kind of food you're into. Hmm. You come to China one of the meals is going to blow your mind away. So, what's that? Oh, I mean, like it, it could be, for example, I think. Oh, I
0: thought you were going to tell us which one it was. No.
1: <laughs> I mean, I think the char. I think chuar our barbecue, like Chinese char, is just so different. Yeah. It's so flavorful and it's so yeah. different from any other barbecue. I would
0: also just say, um, rogamian choir, uh, if you get the chance to try, you may just try everything. Come to China, try everything. If you see people eating scorpions, that's a tourist thing. People don't eat scorpions. We don't eat scorpions. People don't eat scorpions. <laughs> that's not real. That's just something they're selling to you because you're a foreigner. Exactly. (laughs) But, you know, try all the food you can. Don't go to the really expensive restaurants. Just go to the mom and pop stores on the street. That's where you're going to get the best experience. That is all the time we have. If you want to add to our conversation (laughs) and tell us what we missed, please tell us at at gmail.com. And if you like this show, please subscribe. Thank you so much for your time, Alex. Thank you for your time, listeners.
1: Thank you, Jason. I'll see you later.